up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackleton. It is Thursday, December 23rd. What a freaking day, man. All I can say is have a backup plan in place. I'm not going to dive into all of the COVID news. I'm sure you've already seen most of it. Plan for the worst, hope for the best, because of course on Thursdays, I, I hey, normally we do wide receiver cornerback matchups. I'm not going to change that today. Of course, you can get updated rankings over at ftnfantasy.com, so make sure you head over there, check it out, promo code RADPAC, you know the whole drill. Oh, by the way, fantasy baseball stuff going up. <laughs> on a side note, on a side note there, uh, but I guess tis the season for that, tis the season for wide receiver cornerback matchups as well. So let's dive into the upgrades for you. Jamar Chase T. Higgins coming off of mm, ugly weeks for fantasy purposes, but I think both of them are in a great spot to bounce back. And this is a prime example of why we can't use strength of schedule in the preseason for fantasy football purposes. It's eye candy, but it's completely worthless. Like people are saying, oh, should I draft so-and-so because they have a better playoff schedule? Like A, we're not guaranteed to make the playoffs, and B, a lot of ish is going to change by that point. Look at the Baltimore Ravens. We would have said, ooh, I don't know about that matchup for Jamar Chase and T. Higgins in the fantasy semifinal round. But lo and behold, you don't have Marcus Peters. You don't have Marlon Humphrey. You have instead Kevin Seymour, Tavon Young, and Anthony Averett. Seymour lightly used 16 yards per catch, though, this season. Averett, 14.3 yards per catch, or 14.5, sorry. Ooh, that extra point, too, makes a difference. So I love these guys for a bounce back. Uh, CeeDee Lamb in a good spot. I know that the Dallas passing game has been spinning its wheels, but out of the slot, he's running 42% of his routes out of the slot. Against Danny Johnson, I like that. 15 catches on 20 targets, two of them going for scores this season. Amon Ross St. Brown, if, if Jared Goff plays. And honestly, I know a lot of people want answers about all this COVID stuff. I can't give them to you. I mean, this is the worst part about all this. If it was an ankle sprain, I have a good indication of how long these guys are going to be out for, or a hammy, or any of these common injuries. Even a concussion, I feel moderately good about reading practice reports and being able to read between the lines and tell if they're tell you if they're going to play or not. I have no freaking clue with COVID. I have no clue. This is uncharted territory. For some of these guys, like Von Miller, to get back in five days, boom, Back on the field, nobody, you know, even bats an eyelash. For some of these guys, it lasts a little bit longer, and I don't know. I don't know. I hoped. Here's a here's a sentence I didn't think I was going to say this year. I hope Jared Goff plays. I really do. I actually may have to use him in a two-quarterback league. But plus for Amon Ross St. Brown, they really had a nice connection here, and the matchup is good for St. Brown. Out of the slot, which is... 80% of the time for him, he's going to face Richie Grant, who 80%, well, that's another key number here, 80% catch rate allowed on the season. Opposing receivers have had at least a step of separation, 85% of targeted routes against him, so it's a great spot for Amara St. Brown to keep rolling. Cooper Cup has a great matchup, whatever. <laughs> Ho-hum, uh, but Odell Beckham Jr. as well. And this is funny, too. Here's a sentence that I would have would never written five years ago. Uh, in the article today. Here it goes. The good news is that Beckham figures to see a lot of Patrick Peterson. 
Think about that. Five years ago when he was locked down, but now, you know, he's been targeted in the end zone nine times. I really like that number there. And he is certainly not shut down. So I like both Cup and Beckham to bounce back this week. Christian Kirk, exactly what we expected. Stepped right in for DeAndre Hopkins, the exact same role, and that was the productive role. And also, he's going to see a lot of Xavier Rhodes this week. Rhodes is allowing 15.7 yards per catch on the season. I like that for Christian Kirk. Finally, Russell Gage. I know it isn't sexy. I mean, it's downright boring as far as I'm concerned, but he's the top wide receiver target. He scored a touchdown last week, which is not easy to do with Matt Ryan as your quarterback. And he's going to see A.J. Parker out of the slot. I mean, it's a good matchup on the outside as well, but he's primarily in the slot. I like this spot for him. 77% catch rate on the season is what Parker is giving up. So all of that bodes extremely well. It does. This week is challenging. If you want to take some safe points, I wouldn't. I'm not going to hold anything against you because it's ultimately your team. But I wouldn't talk you out of it. I wouldn't talk you out of it. You want to take some safe points. Take the safe points. If you know, and especially if you're listening to this before Thursday night football, which only gives you a couple hours here, but I know it's a quick pod, so you probably blast through it. Take the safe points. Last week showed us it's not going to take a lot to win these games. It's not. They're going to be some low scores yet again this week, and there are COVID situations left and right across the board. Take the safe points this week. Take them. Now, that may mean playing a wide receiver or two in a bad matchup in season long. Now, DFS, I'll fade these guys, but coming up after the break, a lot of shadow situations, so we're going to dive into the matchup downgrades. As I mentioned before the break, lots of shadow situations this week. And we're going to start with a big one potentially here, Minnesota and the Rams, Jalen Ramsey did not shadow much earlier in the season, but that has shifted down the stretch, and it looks like, okay, first and foremost, Adam Thielen should be back, but Ramsey would be all but, if he is going to shadow, that is, all but guaranteed to shadow Justin Jefferson. Ramsey is as good as ever, 61% catch rate on the season, eight yards per catch allowed in his coverage. That's a low number right there, and if anything... The the presence of these guys sometimes isn't necessarily that they're, you know, you hear lockdown corner. Well, that in some instances isn't them defending all the balls thrown into their coverage. It's the quarterback just simply not looking at the receiver. So hopefully we don't see a major downtick in Jefferson's targets. I think you have to use them in season long. And all of the, you know, a couple of these big name guys, you're going to have to use them in season long. But in DFS, fade, fade, fade. Stephon Diggs, another guy we're using season long, but... J.C. Jackson's certainly going to be on him in this one. We know Belichick likes to use man coverage, likes to use that shadow, and J.C. has emerged as the guy. He is allowing a 49% catch rate, which is really stinking good. He has made 20 plays on ball. That's the combination of interceptions and pass breakups. Eight picks, 12 PBUs equals (laughs) very, very good. Wow. Wow. So given their tendencies, almost certainly on Stephon Diggs this week. Devontae Parker very likely will see a shadow from Marshawn Lattimore. 
He's kind of the perfect receiver for Lattimore to shadow. This is the type of receiver that Lattimore excels against. The bigger-bodied guy, maybe not necessarily the burner. The shorter, shiftier guys, that's where he may have a little bit of trouble with those guys. But this is a, this is a perfect shadow situation for him. He's allowed a 56% catch rate on the season, 13 plays on ball. However, there is a but. 16 yards per catch, six touchdowns allowed on the season. So... It's not a completely unbeatable matchup here for Parker. DJ Moore may not see a shadow from Carlton Davis, but Carlton Davis's presence back for the Tampa defense is huge. Receivers are catching 70% of catchable targets thrown into his coverage. That's well below the, the league average of 84%. Terry McLaurin, I do expect him to see a shadow from Trayvon Diggs. He'll have Taylor Heineke back. But Diggs is going to be tough. 18 plays on ball this season. And he's really good in contested situations, which is interesting because McLaurin has seen a lot of contested situations. But five catches on 17 contested targets. That's all Diggs is allowing. So you fire the ball in there. If it's contested, chances are Diggs are going to Diggs is going to win that, that situation. Uh, Devontae Smith against the Giants. I don't know if we see a full shadow from James Bradbury, but I would expect him to be on him a bunch in this one. Opposing wideouts are seeing just nine and a half air yards per target against Bradbury. What does that mean? Well, it means low upside from Smith. Uh, and then finally, Jacoby Myers against Buffalo. Taron Johnson, I've talked about him seemingly ad nauseum on this podcast, but uh, he's allowed a 53% catch rate this season out of the slot. He's so underrated right now and a big part of the success on the defensive side of the ball for the Buffalo Bills I don't like that for Jacoby Myers I I would expect this to be a you know a ground and pound type game here yet again from the New England Patriots so downgrading Jacoby Myers like I said with the COVID stuff you know you're we're gonna have to play each situation by ear make sure you have a backup plan if you are impacted if you have Dalvin Cook we know he's not going to play uh, Austin Eckler, I will say this, Eckler did make, you know, he does a weekly podcast with Liz Loza, you know, who's over at Yahoo, and he told her in that, you know, on that show that he's pessimistic, so have a plan in place. If you don't have Justin Jackson, have a plan in place. If you had Taysom Hill, have a plan in place. Any of these guys who popped up later in the week, Brandon Cooks, Taysom Hill, guys like that, I don't think they're going to play, so have a plan in place. This is messy, and it's challenging, and it sucks, I know, but at the same time, we're all playing under these conditions. It's not like it only applies to you. I know it may feel that way, but it applies to all of us, so do the best you can to get through it. Of course, I'll help you out as much as I can over at FTNFantasy.com with my rankings. About to hit up a rankings update as we speak right after the pod here, getting the website all updated for tonight's action. Uh, So if you're listening before the Thursday night football game, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to dive into the remaining matchups and try and unpack as much of the COVID stuff as we possibly can. Uh, That is on the podcast tomorrow. In the meantime, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, hashtag Rat Pack and FTNFantasy.com. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.